Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your man, Kyle Means, editorial director of WeAreRegalRadio.com, War Media. Uh, keeping on, keeping on, uh, staying, uh, you know, steady and uh, trying to survive and keep, keep uh, you know, safe and everything, protecting myself and protecting others while protecting myself. Just like uh, we're all doing at this point in this brave new world. And, uh, you know, this is uh, our coronavirus quarantine special. You know, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit facetious with that title. But, um, you know, it it is that technically because this is our first recording that we put out. Uh, New recording, I should say. since all this has happened with the you know the virus taking hold of our society and everything and uh everybody playing the house as they as they've been for the past couple weeks and intend to do for the next month at least looking like uh you know the edicts that our local uh, officials are putting down here in illinois have us uh, pretty much stuck in the house, uh, except for not except for essential reasons uh, until uh, April 30th. You know, I'm doing this right on the edge of March as we go into April 1st. But uh, you know, it's it's a trip, man. This you know, just dealing with all this, and you know, I haven't dealt with it well myself I'm, you know, I may go into that a little later I'm not sure but go into some more detail but it's been tough and uh, you know if I, I look at my uh, my dashboard here the, what I'm interacting with on Anchor to help record this and I see I haven't recorded anything since March 12th and um that segment actually you'll get to hear in a little bit here on this special uh we're, you know we're using this i'm using this essentially to put out some stuff that i recorded a couple of segments that i liked but uh you know i just didn't get around to putting out and uh not for any particular reason really beyond the fact that i just uh, haven't felt well with this I, I didn't feel well literally a couple weeks ago like I didn't I was sick and this was really at the very beginning of all this stuff it wasn't I knew it wasn't the virus because of the symptoms and stuff I was just congestion that I had to deal with from uh, you know being I was outside for um, you know doing a, a move you know helping my mother move actually at the beginning of March and um, I was outside for a lot of that and probably not as covered up as I, I should have been. But also it's like you're moving and stuff. You're, you know, uh, asserting yourself and you know, sweating, all type of stuff gets involved. And you're in the cold or chilly environment. So that stuff gets to you eventually. And after all that was done I had about a week of bad health there under the weather but after that I've I've been good since about three weeks now I've been fine and so you know having that 
that said, you know, it's been good that I haven't, you know, mentally and spiritually, it's been bad enough to deal with just seeing what's been on the news and, <coughs> excuse me, see what's been on the news and seeing the, you know, the developments and everything and how, you know, how shitty our government has been about the, I should say the federal government for the most part. And, uh, you know, a lot of, just a lot of tough things to deal with on a, on a base level, you know, and, uh, you know, feel, you know, on a whole holistic humanitarian level, you know, you have empathy for what's going on in other countries and, you know, now having to be in the United States and, you know, these and the experts and stuff from Dr. Fauci on down talking about, you know, we haven't seen the worst yet. And knowing that so many people have already died and so many people are already stressed and everything. And it's just, it's a lot, man. And, you know, if you're out there listening, you know, for whatever reason, if you followed us for a while or if you just come across this and, you know, interested in something to take your mind off things, you know, I, we plan on doing that for you uh, in large part with this with this recording. And, um, you know, I hope you feel better uh, soon about what's going on, whether you're sick yourself or you know someone who's been infected or even the past, you know, uh, you know we feel for you and wish you the best, uh, you and everyone else that's been affected. You know, it's been, I couldn't imagine. You know, I, I'm lucky, very lucky that no one in my life has been affected by this, really. Uh, you know, none of the older people in my life, when that was, when it seemed to be strictly a thing that was really affecting them. But now you got it where people of all ages are being affected and in a bad way. People of all ages are dying. And it's like, you know, you just, you, we just you can't escape it. So, you know, you just got to do what what is right and keep yourself out of any situation where you can contract or be con- or, you know, pass on stuff that could be harmful to people. You, know, you got to be thoughtful in that way. Got to stay, you know, keep the areas around you clean, keep, you know, cover yourself, cover, you know, stay out of contact, you know, uh, as D says at the end of every D and David show, keep your hands to yourself. And, uh, (laughs) just, uh, as the guy in New York said on that, that one video, you know, stop touching niggas hands, you know, (laughs) you gotta stop doing that. You can't, uh, can't just be touching on people. You may want to, you want to touch people. If it was have some people you really want to touch, but <laughs> I know I do, but you know, it's uh, it's just it's just a really, really you know tough time and uh, some that another watershed moment I guess in history that we have to deal with. You know, I remember seeing a lot of stuff towards the at the beginning of this where people talking about you know how much millennials have seen already in our lives, you know, going back to, you know, 9-11 and, you know, all the, you know, all, the, all these crazy moments 
you know, you can you can go back to early '90s, you know, the L.A. riots and everything, and uh, you know, stuff that we didn't we saw that we maybe didn't really get at the time because we were that young. But there's just a lot of world changing things that have happened in the past couple decades. You know, Berlin Wall falling down. You know, yeah, it's just stuff that really changed the game. And this this uh, coronavirus thing is really uh, another piece of the puzzle. I think that's really remaking what society is going to be uh, as we continue to unfold in this 21st century. You know, maybe some I know, a lot of bad is going to come out of it. I think a lot of hurt and pain, but maybe some good stuff will come out of it too. Maybe we'll learn how to take care, better care of ourselves and each other out of coming out of this. You know, that's the only thing, that's one of the main things you just got to hope for because, uh, you know, we we got to do better. I think we if, we if we were doing better, I don't know if, you know, some, some things nature just puts on us and we can't fight it, but this seed in a lot of ways to be something that we could have dealt with better. And our leadership, especially here in America, you know, a lot of it has failed us. And uh, I think people, hopefully a lot of people learn to get, not to give their votes away to charlatans, people who just want to be president because they think it'd be cool. And, uh, you know, we should never have a president like the one that we had in office again. Is, is the fact that he's been president and will be president for an entire uh, entire uh, you know four years and the fact that he's been president for this that he's overseeing this whole effort through this horrible tragedy and you know this great moment of peril it's a it's a tragedy, man. It's something that's, you know, really, uh, really shouldn't have been the case. But anyway, uh, let's get to this special. And uh, the first uh, first segment I'm going to throw y'all into is one that I actually did in February. And, you know, it's wild just to think about February at this point because that seems like another lifetime now. <laughs> so much was different back then. So much was just like, it was just life as we had known it for so long. But, you know, now it's now none of it seems very recognizable, even to the point where. You know, I can remember it was February now, and I don't mix it up with March because I, the place I recorded this interview, I can't record anymore because I, you know, so <laughs> I know it was February and not March then. But it was it was a good interview, it was a good talk with my man Eugene McIntosh from the Bigs, and um, you know, it being February, uh, a lot of our talk was coming right off of the all-star break that happened here in Chicago, NBA. 
again, something that seemed like it happened a lifetime ago. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, me and him was building on that, you know, responding to certain issues that Chicago media had with uh, the league and stuff coming out of the of the break and uh, the way that they dealt with certain people here and everything. But uh, overall, you know, we had we both had positive feelings about the weekend, which which really was cool. And uh, the league did do a lot to showcase Chicago and show respect to the Chicago and its relationship to basketball. So we go into that and a lot of other stuff too, um, you know, sports wise, and uh, you know. You know, Gene, of course, if you know if you know Chicago and you know the media in Chicago, sports media, you definitely know about him and, and Terrence Tomlin, those are our brothers over there at the Bigs and you know, they uh you know they steady grinding, doing you know, doing whatever they can, you know. Uh and uh you know, we'll definitely uh you know, once things get regular again, you know, hopefully uh We'll get uh get those guys on with us uh, on our on our war programming once again. But you know you can hear them on past stuff that we've done uh, on Anchor, as well as uh, with Dean Davis and stuff like that. You know, just look it up online. And uh, but you know for now this is for the first time me and Eugene McIntosh from back in February uh, talking All Star basketball and a bunch of other stuff. This is the war coronavirus quarantine special, giving you something to talk about and listen to that ain't about people being sick and shit. Eagle Radio, the the war report, back at it. And I got my man Eugene McIntosh on the line. Love to talk to this brother, man. The one half of the bigs with uh Terrence Tomlin, our good brothers, man, the underground kings of Chicago sports journalism. Love to see their movement, and they've been uh doing their thing for a while now, and you know, definitely been supporters of what we've been doing as well. So, we appreciate these good brothers, and um, you know, glad to have Gene on for the first time on the war report with Sports Zone Chicago, and um. Gene, man, you know, just how you doing, bro? Man, I'm good, brother. I can't complain at all, man. I always tell you, whenever you need me or Terrence, man, we just a phone call away. We all we got out here. And, you know, Regal Radio is like extended family, man. So I'm always good. Glad to see you and Josh and Chris pushing, you know, pushing the culture forward, man. So just hit me up whenever you need. For sure, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, we trying out here, man. And, you know, he talk about the extended fam. Uh, you know, I got Tony. You know, came up with us with uh with with Regal and uh the Dean Davis show, and uh he's doing his thing now at NBC Chicago, Sports Chicago. I, I got to start off with with this tweet you had le- yesterday, man. Uh, the picture of him all alone on Press Road talking about he in Northbrook and uh you know he he's, he's still welcome back out now out Gale Gardens. I love I love the imagery of uh, of the of the main press box up right uh, all up there in the UC being known as Outgale Gardens because it is sort of the hood because 
being how far away you is from 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 the action. But uh, yeah, man, yeah, Tony, uh, you know how the brothers do, man. They get a few dollars and they forget about the hood, man. So Tony, <laughs> Tony fell right in line, man. He started out, he started up in the three hundred level, aka All Gale Gardens, with me and Terrence, and and you know the media that they, you know that they uh. You know, that they give the least amount of access to them. You know, he got right. his blue check. And so he got to move down and go hang out in Northbrook and Barrington and, <laughs> you know, the suburbs now. So, but it's all love, man. I, I like to see Tony pushing the culture forward too and uh, making the move because, again, we all we got. And if one of us move, we all move, you know? Exactly. You know, we, we love Tony, man. But I think, I think, you know, that picture says a lot. You know, we talk about, the access that people are given and the way that the NBA and the Bulls can be, you know, uh, picky and pick, you know, picky and choosy with people. And I think we saw a bit of that over the weekend too with All-Star. And, um, you know, I, I, I saw, I saw Terrence over the weekend too. And, you know, he told me y'all didn't get access and, you know, I didn't, of course I didn't get access with my people. I was, and I was running around with Scoop B and that brother be breaking national stories. He didn't even get access. So it's, I'm really like wondering what's going on with the NBA, man. And I'm, you know, they really, I think, showed a lot of disrespect to. Uh, I think you would agree with this to uh, Chicago-based operations and uh, you know, really operations that have been covering Chicago sports truthfully and earnestly over the years, but because we don't have the same platform as the athletic or or bleacher reporters of, of some of these other online operations, we seem yeah. to get pushed to the side. Yeah, you uh spoken like a genius, man. And it wasn't even I mean, they treated the independent media a certain way, but they also treated some of the the local media that have been covering those guys for thirty plus years the same way. So you know, I was a little tight at first. I took it with a grain of salt, but yeah, it's just another, you know, just another notch on their belt. They they can help who they want. You know, they pick and choose, and um, you know, they gave us access to the Win Trust events, the uh, Junior NBA, the Celebrity Game, the uh, Media Practice Day, and the uh, the uh, all the, the the Rookie Day. So. All the, all the events that went trust, we got access to, but we had no access to uh, anything at the United Center. So it was cool, man. I Again, I took it with me and Terrence. We talked about it. We took it with a grain of salt, but that's just giving us more ammunition to keep pushing forward for the voiceless. And, um, you know, that one little that one little pushback from the NBA, that's not going to stop nothing, man. That's just going to make us go even harder, but... I got a lot, a lot, a lot of text messages and emails wondering where the All-Star coverage was. And um, I said I wasn't going to speak on it, but, you know, it is what it is, man. We we got bigger fish to fry, so it's all love, bro. No doubt. And, and you know, the the brothers were still out there making moves. I, I know y'all were. You know, we tried to do what I think, me and Josh, you know, and, um, you know, we, like I said, we just keep pushing the way that – the best way that we can. We we ain't new to this, you know. So we we know what the deal is. But uh, you know, looking at looking over all the weekend, man, it was it was real interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of spotlight shine on the city, of course. A lot of you know, I would say 
the the NBA and Turner did a lot to try to, you know, uh, really to show love to Chicago, as it were, to to salute Chicago and Black Chicago at that. You know, I was just wondering, you know, what was your take overall on the way that the weekend unfolded and the sort of imagery and the the uh, salutations that was going on, of you know, throughout the big events and all that. Yeah, I think uh, I think Chicago was definitely represented very well. I will give the NBA props on that. The marketing team and whoever was involved with uh, putting that stuff together did a great job. Um, I think the highlight of the weekend was obviously common, the way he put on for Black Chicago and the way he put on for, you know, our hoop legends. Like a lot of people that, you know, you really got to be from Chicago to understand basketball in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Some of the common mention guys like Brian Leach and Mac Irvin and the Trash Man and um, guys like that. It really, it really hit home for a lot of us who grew up playing on the playground. And again, you you don't even have to be a hooper to to know exactly what basketball means to Chicago. I think. You know, it's just uh, it's just one of the, one of the Chicago staples, and I know a lot of people consider New York the mecca of basketball, and I won't argue with them. But you know, if you ask anybody from Chicago, Chicago is the mecca. We got a lot of guys that made it to the league, and we got a lot of legends who never made it to the league. So, um, again, big shout out to the NBA. Um, the 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 events were, were uh, everything was good, man. The, the three-point contest went down to the last shot with Buddy Hill pulling it out. Uh, you saw what the slam dunk contest was about with uh, Aaron Gordon and uh, Derek Jones Jr. going down to the sixth and final dunk. Uh, the skills competition was good with Bam Adebayo and uh, Demonis Sabonis coming down the stretch. And even the game with the new uh, Elam ending where they played to a, to a, to a certain score instead of you know, playing the clock out, that even came down to the last shot with a free throw by AD. So uh, all over a good weekend for the NBA. Chicago was definitely represented extremely well. And uh, outside of the cold, man, you know it was freezing cold here, but I don't think that stopped anything. All the parties were good. All the extra events, like I said, the junior NBA, they had guys like Bugsy Bogues, Felipe Lopez. I saw Kobe White, uh, Chris Middleton from the Bucks. So great event. Um and yeah, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I wonder if it's gonna take another 30 years before they bring it back. I hope not. I, I definitely hope not. I, I would. I would like to think that you know Michael Reinsdorf may be a little more uh, open to bringing it back than you know if he's calling the shots, then his pops would be. So you know, I, hopefully it be. It won't be another couple generations that pass. You know, we, we I think they should. That I think the NBA recognizes too how much spiritually the game is important here in Chicago and how it should feed into that. If if you know, even if the the franchise here itself isn't doing much, and you know, if, as, as we transition into that, you know, uh, I think a, another big storyline from the weekend was the way that the fans really uh, really let their voices be known. You know. The Fire Guard Packs movement was given a platform over the weekend. And I just want to get your thoughts on the meaning behind that and what you think. It, you know, it, 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 we're hearing reports now of there being some changes 
that are, that are going to be expected in the front office with the Bulls. And, you know, we could we could talk about whether they're going to be significant or not, but it, it does seem that the Bulls, more than, more than at any point before, recognize that their people have been uh, – that their fans are dissatisfied. And I, I know I could, I could point to people like you who take – pictures and video of the UC when you go there to, to cover games and uh, it's as vacant as it's ever been. And uh, you know, it's important that people know that. And, you know, it seems like it seems like the, these changes are, are afoot and that they are, you know, the Bulls are finally recognizing why people are, are dissatisfied with them. They're, they're not just playing it off anymore. Yeah, man, I think uh... – you know, the Fire God Packs movement has been an ongoing thing for, I think, maybe four or five years now. There was a billboard over there on right off Lake Street that, you know, the fans uh, piled together some money for. So um, that was obvious. And like you said, the, really the only way to show Jerry Reinsdorf that uh, the fans aren't playing around is to affect his pocketbook. And that starts with attendance. And we know for years the Bulls were number one in attendance. I think they fell to number three. Then they fell all the way to six. So, um, yes, uh, go to games and you see empty seats all throughout the UC. I'm sure a lot of those seats are probably still paid for. But, again, the only way to affect his pockets is through his pocketbook. And, you know, whether that's – less seats at the UC, whether it's, uh, you know, less TV ratings or whatever the case may be. Uh, this fan base, this city being the third largest market in, sport, in U.S. sports, they definitely deserve more. And um, the Fire God Pack's chance on first take on a nationally uh, televised show really hit home, I think. And I don't think that that was, was the deciding factor in um, Jerry Reinsdorf and the Bulls making this so-called decision to think about change in the near future, but um, I definitely think that it was needed. And until Paxson and Garth Foreman are fully removed, I've heard that they would just be moved to lesser roles. And I don't think that's good enough. I think those guys need to be completely removed from the front office and uh, go on about their business and hire a whole new front office. You know, nepotism is, is, is a thing in Chicago. They got like this family tree type of thing where they don't even look outside of the box for any new help. So hopefully uh, they go outside of the, the family tree and uh, bring in somebody totally, totally new and you know, it's time, man. I think this is going on maybe the fifth or sixth rebuild yeah. since the Jordan era. Yeah. And uh, other than the Knicks and maybe the Phoenix Suns, I think the Bulls are right there at the bottom of the list with those guys. So it's time, man. And again, until they're fully removed, I don't want to see them move to a lesser role. I would need to see those guys fully removed from the United Center. Office is clean. And uh, new plates put on those office, uh, on those on the outside of those offices with brand new names, man. So we'll see. I won't be convinced until until I see. So the rumors can be rumors for now, but I believe it when I see it, Kyle. 
No doubt. I, I hear you, Jay. Right, right quick. If you had an ideal person to run basketball operations in, in replacement of of uh packs and I guess, you know, who would you put in that position? Man, one of my favorite guys to run a team would be Trajan Langdon. We need to somehow find a way to get Trajan Langdon. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not sure where he is now. I just saw him at the UC. I'm not sure what team uh, he's with right now, but Trajan Langdon would be perfect for the Bulls. Mm. He's got that eye. He's got that IQ. He's a very smart guy. I've heard Ujiri uh, from Toronto uh, was in the mix. I saw yesterday they were talking about the guy from Indiana in the mix, but if I had my choice, I would bring Trajan Langdon in. Now, Trajan Langdon, the old shooter from Duke, I think he would be perfect for the job. No doubt. That's that's interesting, man. I haven't I haven't even been up on I I have to look up what he's been up to myself. I, I haven't heard that name in a minute. Yeah, check him out. I'm not sure if he's with I, again, I just saw him, so I'm not sure. I saw him right before the break. So whoever the the Bulls played right before the break, that's who uh who Trajan is with. But I'm telling you, man, he would be perfect, man. He's a great basketball mind and uh he's young. It would be something fresh, something new for the franchise. And uh yeah, with this line, with these with these bunch of young guys, we got a bunch of Duke guys, a bunch yeah. of ACC guys, matter of fact, not a bunch, you know, Kobe White and Wendell Carter. I think Trajan Landon would be a perfect fit for those guys. So again, until I until we see if those are just rumors now, nah, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, keep yeah, listen, definitely listen to to Gene on, on that. Uh, if, you, if you if you have any uh, decision, if you can make a decision, you know, listen to Gene on that. And I would say definitely listen to Gene on high school ball too, especially here in Chicago. And I wanted I wanted to get you on for a few weeks now because there's been some interesting things happening on the scene here in, in the city and the in the burbs as well. And uh, first, I want to start out. I know you you had got you got to the city game. The, the city uh, semifinals and finals, right, uh, over the weekend, right? Simeon versus Morgan Park in the finals. Yeah. Morgan Park, uh, they got down early. Uh, University of Illinois commit Adam Miller. He got into foul trouble in the first quarter. He picked up three fouls, and it was all downhill for Morgan Park. They made a, they made a valiant comeback uh, at the end, but it was too little too late. Simeon pulled it out at the end, and... They got that 10 city title, man. Yeah, that's to be pretty good because, you know, Simeon wasn't, you know, it, it, they're never down, but they weren't looked at as strong as, as uh, you know, as as Morgan or you no know, Young coming into the into the season. So that has to be a pretty, uh, you know, this uh, along the, in their illustrious history, this has to be a, a pretty satisfying win for them to, to take the city this year. Yeah, man, they got a bunch of young guys. I think they started. They started three sophomores, a junior, and a senior. So, you know, with Rob Smith, man, Rob is obviously his six state championships speak for themselves. But Rob is a guy who doesn't put too much emphasis on the regular season. It's all about coming down to the end, where they're playing when it's city championship time city playoff time and state playoff time so um it was all about those guys buying into the system 
again, a bunch of young guys, you know, coming from these different areas of the city. You know, they all stars when they come to Simeon, but it's all about buying into the system, believing in what Rob Smith has done throughout his career. And that's, you know, getting those guys to believe in each other and play together. And at the end of the day, they came through at the end, towards the end of the year. Uh, and, yeah, they look good in the city, man. They look really good. And they'll be a tough out in uh, in the in the state playoffs. It's, it's going to be interesting in the state. Yeah, I'm, I'm up, I've got something. Uh, I want to go into that in a, in a minute here. But before that, uh, what did you think about the setup at the Armory? Um, I think it was pretty cool. I think, you know, once you get big business involved, it kind of takes away from the essence of everything. So it did feel kind of eerie in there. But, I mean, Nike did a great job of, you know, the setup they had. Jordan's, you know, I'm sure they spent a lot of money on the setup. And it, it looked great. It looked great. But if you ask some of the coaches or if you ask um, a couple of the players, they said, that you know, there were no locker rooms. They said the bathrooms were, like, outside. And it wasn't oh, conducive wow. to a high school to the high school basketball uh, city playoffs that we're used to seeing. So if you were on the outside looking in, it was probably great. But um, you know, if you were playing or coaching, you probably had uh, maybe thought they did a bit of a disservice. But it looked good, and um, I'm not sure, man. Again, they don't they didn't do it as far as the media was concerned. They didn't they need to do a better job of. Uh, giving media space to work in because you know as, as being a media member you need to if regardless of what it is if it's going to be multimedia if you you know take a video or if you're writing or whatever you're doing you need space to write and the, and it to me it was all about the show i know they spent a lot of money so they had a lot of dignitaries in there mayor lightfoot was there you know janice jackson the ceo of public schools was there the guys that run CPS Sports were there. The Jordan, the people from Jordan were there. So, you know, I'm pretty Taylor Horton Tucker were there, was there. There were a few uh, Chicago pros there. So they, you know, they had to make sure that everything was taken care of. All the the pros were taken care of. You know, as far as you know, court size seats and stuff like that. But as far as the essence and you know, just the essence of the city championship, I think that was missing. But uh, I do give a shout out to Jordan for the setup in the Army. I live right around the corner. And uh, I had never even been inside of there, so they did make it seem like you know uh, a pretty good venue for maybe future basketball events. I'm not sure if they're going to keep that there. I I'm not sure. I know they're having a, the Michael Jordan, the Jordan brand game. I'm not sure if it's there or not, but uh, it was a great setup, though. I, I, I can't, I can't admit that. Yeah, it looked interesting. I saw a little bit of it on TV, and it looked interesting. But yeah, that. They're not having the locker rooms sort of, you know, kind of blows me a little bit. You know? Yeah, I wasn't even able to talk to – I was looking for Nick Irvin to talk to him after the game, and they were telling us, like, we couldn't go back there. And it's like, well, why can't – you know, but then I, once I found out from Bogan coach, uh, Coach Goody, Arthur Goodwin, that there were no locker rooms and the bathrooms were outside and stuff like that, it made more sense why we weren't able to uh, access the coaches and the players after the game. So – Okay. I don't know, man. I would rather see it at Chicago State where it was last year or like, you know, UIC or something like that. The old old school city championship, man. No doubt. No doubt. And, um, you know, looking ahead, you know, the sectional uh, draws are coming out, have, have come out uh, yesterday. And um, there's been there's a little controversy. There's you know, been some criticism 
about the way that the local teams are being stacked up. You know, the, in the Lagrange Regional, you got Simeon at number two, right behind Curie, and then between uh, Young at three. And uh, you know, I think some people don't appreciate the way that the uh-huh. the city teams are sort of being lined up to knock each other off before they even get to the the highest levels of the state tournament. So, you know, do you agree with that, man? Yeah, you know the fix is in, man. The fix has been in for a few years now. You know, they don't want they don't want let's just keep it real. They don't want all the black schools with with the black guys to go over and take over the state championships like or Simeon and Whitney Young. Or, or, you know, the last four or five years, or has been two-way. Uh, Morgan Park has been 3A and Simeon and Whitney Young or whoever else is 4A. So, you know, they want to get those other guys a chance, which is cool. But I think they need to uh, reformat the way the state playoffs are paired up. I'm from the old school one where there was just two classes and you had to fight to get down there. It didn't matter where you came from, what part of the city or state you came from. It was an all-out brawl to get down there. So once they take it back to the essence, then I think, uh, you know, the best team, made the best team win. But now they just want to make it even, get old suburban schools <laughs> some uh, some leeway to get down there too. But that, 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 that Northwestern sectional is, is by far going to be the best sectional in the state. Yeah, uh, Bloom and Thornton and uh, HF are the top three in the Chicago Heights. Uh, Bloom's going to host that sectional, and the winners of that and the LaGrange go meet each other at uh, at Evanston at uh, Welsh Ryan Arena to see who gets to go to state. So definitely uh, – Shout out my boy Dante Maddox, uh, the head coach at Bloom. I've been knowing him since the late 90s. Uh, he got five D1 players on his team. I was going to try to make it out there tonight for senior night, but it's not looking good. But uh, his son, Dante Jr., is going to Cal State Fullerton. Uh, Donovan Newby, um, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Edwards, I think is his last name. Martise Mitchell is going to University of Minnesota. And another one of my guys, his son, Christian Shoemate, is uh, undecided right now, but he's definitely uh, going to round out uh, the five D1 players. So uh, Bloom is going to be a tough out. Whitney Young is going to be a tough out. Simeon is going to be a tough out. Morgan Park is always a tough out. And um, even even Evanston and Van Wick, there are a lot of good teams around the city and around the state right now. Yeah, you know there's going to be a couple teams from downstate that we aren't too familiar with that are going to make their uh, state their claims for the titles too. So I'm interested to see how it plays out, man. Bogan, don't forget about Bogan. Um, it's, 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 it's a you, you, you losing you out now. So we'll see who's who's uh, who's ready to go. Okay, I got to bring up right quick before we go, man. Curie, uh, you know that there was a situation with Mike Oliver over there, man. I know you had some things to say about that when it first broke. Uh, what well, is, what do you think about the situation with, with him, um, you know, being disposed of and uh, them having to go forward in the, in the, in the wake of that? Eugene? Yeah, are you, you there? Yeah, I hear you. No, I'm saying, um, well, obviously, you see what the absence of Mike Oliver did to the team. I mean, they were rolling, basically undefeated, maybe lost one game when Mike was there and there. Without Mike, you know, they lost the city, and 
I think they took another loss. So, I, again, I've known Mike Oliver since the late 90s. I used to go up there and practice with a couple of his teams. And um, Mike is a no-nonsense guy. He comes from that fabric of Bob Hambrick and uh, Coach Redmond from Robeson. No-nonsense guys. They don't take any nonsense from kids. And uh, I'm not going to step in the middle of, you know, whatever they had going on at Curie. But I do know Mike is not that type of guy. And if he was, if he did get into it with one of those kids, I'm pretty sure he was provoked. And um, you know how these kids are nowadays, man. They, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, down the new generation because they're not all like that. But a lot of these kids need to be put in their place. They, uh, they get out of line. You know, the the, the the lines have been blurred, man. You know, back when we were coming up, you know, you could, you could, you could. You could do a little bit more. You could talk a little tougher. You could, you know, you could discipline kids in a different way than you can now. So, again, I do know Mike Oliver. I know he, what type of guy he is, and I know he wouldn't do anything to to harm a kid. And uh, you know, it's just sad to see what they're doing to uh, to us in general, man. To the black male in general, not just you know coaches, but you know, it's a lot going on in the in the world today. I'm not going to speak on it. You know, we we all in tune. We all know what's going on, and you know it's sad to see what, what happened with Mike. But I'm sure once uh, the, the air clears, uh, Mike will be right back on the bench for Kerry. So uh, I want to see my boy back coaching and doing what he does best, man. Good. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely hope so. Uh, you know. I, I don't actually. I don't know him as well as you do, but I, I do know his reputation and uh, you know the work that he's done and and you know you speak about you know leaders in the community and and leaders among our young black men. You know we definitely need to support these these guys out here. These these men who have built built uh, up a lot of young men and have done a lot to maintain uh, leadership standards in the community instead of uh, yeah. breaking them down. Yeah, so tearing them down, man. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, man. I definitely trust your your take on the situation as well as others in, who have been covering the city for a while. You know, it it it'll be a shame if he if he's uh not allowed to you know work going forward. So hopefully this is just a thing that uh you know it it but you no know, even even if it's just for this year and it affects this year. That's unfortunate because, like you say, it, it may have been the tipping point that made them lose out on the city title after a, after a great start to the season. So you hate to see that. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's tough. You know, it's tough, especially in these public schools, man. You 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 know, you these kids need they need some some tough love, and and, and at the end of the day. If anything, I'm pretty sure that's what Mike Oliver was giving that kid that he uh, that he got into it with. I, I'm sure it was probably more of tough love and discipline than than a fight. And if it was a fight, then I'm gonna go on a limb and say he was provoked, and the kid, you know, provoked him into that. So For that's sure. really all I can say about Mike Oliver. For sure. And uh, another school where there's been some uh, some controversy as of late in uh, Lincoln Park. Um, what uh, has there been any new developments in that situation? I haven't heard anything new, man. Um, 
the last I knew was they got rid of everybody in the in the um, the principal and the assistant principal and the basketball coaches. Um, they didn't. Well, they did suspend the season, so the kids that you know they 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 took a hit as well. But as far as like any uh, legal processes, I haven't heard anything further than the last thing we heard on television. But uh, yeah, it's it's just been all bad over there at Lincoln Park, uh, starting with them taking the trip to Detroit where all of this stuff happened, you know, where the, the alleged um, sexual assault happened. The, the trip wasn't sanctioned, not sanctioned, but it wasn't agreed upon by the school. So, you know, the coach, he took the trip without even getting permission. So it started off all bad. So it could only go downhill from there. And then, you know, the allegations and then the pay for play and then, you know, they say the kids were, the parents were paying for transportation for the kids, but it was still being asked to to drive the kids to the games. And it was, it's just all bad over there, man. So, again, all we can do is, you know, wait for them to get done with the uh, investigation and uh, see what comes of it, man. But the worst part about it is the kids have to suffer and they won't be allowed to, uh, you know, finish playing the game that they love. So, Hopefully none of those kids were affected scholarship-wise going to college by the uh, by the decisions of adults. And uh, I'll be looking to see what the uh, what the latest um, the latest is is about Lincoln Park. I think something else came out about them recently in the last couple of days. I'm not sure exactly what, but I definitely saw Lincoln Park back in the news for like a third time. So yeah. it's tough over there, man. And it seemed like the kids really unified against a lot of what's going on and what's affected their their school and their team. And and that was a team that was playing really well as as well. Uh, So, you know, again, just some stuff you hate to see. And, uh, you know, it seemed like Chicago just had more issues in these public schools than we would care to see. So, you know, somebody's got to, you know, we got to do better with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I, I hate I hate to end on the on a bad note with you, man. You know, uh, it's been a good talk. I, I'm a, I'm I'm gonna bring a, a, another good thing in another another tie to the city. You know, he's doing his thing down in Champaign now. What do you what do you think about Ao man stepping up this year with the Illini? And, you know, he, he had a hell of a game against Penn State the other day, man. You think he got what it takes to make them have a deep run? Yeah, man. Io is definitely, um, you know, watching him start at Westerhouse, transfer to Morgan Park, and become a state champion and a leader at Morgan Park with Nick Irvin, and then take his talents to Illinois and uh, become become the main man and the leader there as a sophomore. So take them into the tournament, maybe we'll see if they can win a Big Ten title, but. We always knew that I.O. had it in him, man, coming from the, you know, Chicago breeds toughness. You need toughness to get to the Big Ten and uh, a lead that Illini team. So I definitely think he has what it takes. And you ask me, this is his last year. That I think he's definitely going on to the NBA after this year. I'm not sure where, you know, if he'll be a mid to late first-round pick or if he's going to be a second-round pick. But – I do know that uh, he's NBA bound after this year. It's, it's only right. He's definitely shown growth. 
leadership and even in his game, his game has gotten a lot better. So yeah. uh, it's been great to watch Io uh, turn into the leader that Brad Underwood uh, thought he was getting from Will the Fox. Yeah, and you know, if you asked me at the beginning of the year, I'd have been like, I don't know if that's the move, but the way he's played and, and his game has seen the, the confidence that he's brought to his game and the way that he's been able to be so clutch and, you know, make plays and hit hit shots in, in key situations, it, you really can't argue with with him now if you if you wanted to go into the league. I, I guess the only the only thing would be that it, it, it keeps him from reuniting with uh Miller next year. Yeah, man, he uh I don't see him returning at all. I think they hand the reins over to Adam Miller. If Adam Miller stays in Illinois, he did commit. Oh. But uh I'm gonna just leave that there. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave that <laughs> one in the air, man. You ain't uh, heard it from me. Hey. But uh oh, he man. committed, but I don't know if he's hundred percent committed. I'm gonna just leave that one in the air. But I do know that this is it for Io. He's gotta enter the draft. Gotta enter the draft while you hot, man. You saw what happened to Taylor. Taylor Horn Tucker. He left after his freshman year. He got picked up in the second round, but he got a guaranteed contract, so yeah, if you're good enough, you can make it, man. No doubt, no doubt, and 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 you definitely good enough to make it, bro. So you know, keep on pushing, man. I'm glad to talk to you, and um, yeah, just thanks, thanks for uh, giving me a bit of your time, man. And uh, you know, uh, yeah, tell everybody how they get with you and uh, Terrence online if they don't already know. Man, you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at this the Bigs, I-T-S-T-H-E-B-I-G-S. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Stay Humble. You can follow Terrence personally on Twitter at Tomlin Does It, T-O-M-L-I-N-D-O-E-S-I-T. And, man, you can just Google the Bigs Media. Now we everywhere, man. It's about to be baseball season, so you know I'm on the Cubs beat. I'm a baseball writer in the Baseball Writers Association of America, so um, I'll be on the Cubs beat. Terrence will be on the White Sox beat, and we all over the city, man. Bulls, Chicago Sky, Bears, whatever you need, we got y'all, man. But I just want to continue to shout out you over there, Regal Radio, uh, Josh, Chris, Tony. D and Davis, all the guys, man, all the guys that we all came up together. We got each other's backs, and we all we got, man. So, like I say, you need me, you need one of us. A phone call, a text, an email, a tweet, a DM, whatever you need to reach us. It's all you got to do, and we'll make the time, man. We never too busy for each other, bro. No doubt, no doubt. That's the man, Eugene McIntosh. He'll definitely be back on the future shows. Uh, like I say, to talk about those Cubs. Uh, now I'm gonna hold off on that for now. And uh, but uh, yeah, we we getting to that point of the year where things get a, uh, you know the uh, you know our, our real our real seam head talk, you know from a brother's point of view, and that's definitely something else that Eugene brings uh brings the heat with as well. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, I'll let you go, man. Enjoy your weekend, bro, and uh, I'll definitely see you around the way. No doubt, man. Peace out. It's all love, bro. For sure. Yeah. Eugene McIntosh, the bigs. Love talking to that, bro. And, uh, yeah. 
Yes, sir. Back at it here. It's Kyle Means. Hope you recognize the voice by now. But, uh, yeah, that was me and Eugene McIntosh of The Bigs. It's The Bigs. You can follow them on Twitter, like he just said. I think he, I'm pretty sure he said that at the end of the segment. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm recording this after the fact, of course. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, follow The Bigs, him, Terrence Tomlin, wherever you find them on uh, social media and stuff. They do great work always. And, uh, you know, definitely want to follow them once baseball gets back going because they're great at covering baseball. And, uh, yeah, uh, now uh, we're going to go into a second segment uh, that will make up this quarantine special. And this is me and another uh, great guy, Chris Pennant. You know, if you're familiar with war media and, and uh, you know, the website, you know, he's been a uh, valued contributor to what we do for a couple years now. Uh, and, uh, you know, great writer, interesting guy, you know, into all types of interesting things. And that's where we, we go into some, in some interesting places involving uh, his alma mater, Bradley University, and as well as, uh, you know, his involvement in uh, roller derby. He's a roller derby coach. And, uh, you know, some, some uh, we talk about, talk a bit about some pop culture stuff, entertainment stuff at the end, too. Uh, to put it in context, uh, what I, you know, what you may remember from me mentioning in the intro, the last time I recorded anything was on March 12th. And this, like I said, this is that interview that I recorded, that talk, I should, I should say, from March 12th. And, um, you know, March 12th, you know, if you guys can remember at this point, that was the day after everything really started to break. And, um, you know, what, what happened on the 11th was, you know, the beginning of the avalanche. The NBA calls off the season their season that, uh, you know, not a cancellation, but, you know, postponements and a suspension uh, at, in the wake of the Utah Jazz player uh, uh, Gobert, Rudy Gobert, uh, testing positive for coronavirus. And we find out soon after that that his teammate, Donovan Mitchell, uh, tested positive as well and uh, becomes a you know, pretty soon the league is, you know, because of the way that the league interacts with each other and the fact that they have played like five teams in the last 10 days or something like that. You know, it was, they didn't, they had no idea at that point how many people were exposed to, you know, Gobert and exposed to the Jazz team. So they just had to, cool things off, cut things off right at that moment and say that we got to get a hold of what's what, you know, uh, this virus has been how much this virus has uh, ingratiated itself in in our league and upon that decision being made by them 
you had every other major sports endeavor that really had to ask itself that same question. And one by one, they all postponed and or canceled whatever they had going on. And this was a particularly busy and typically memorable moment, memorable segment of the of the year, sports calendar because you have the NCAA tournaments, the women's and, and men's basketball tournaments. You have spring training and MLB and the baseball season at this point should have been open opened up, you know, all the teams should have started their regular seasons by now. And uh you know, you had golf tournaments, big golf tournaments leading up to the Masters, uh, which uh, you know, have all been postponed or canceled now. And just uh, like I said, everything that's been wiped out, the, the NBA big games leading up to the postseason wiped out. Hockey, same thing. You know, every everything, a lot of stuff affecting football uh, in their, uh, you know, practices and you know, whatever, you know, draft related stuff, even they're planning to have their draft still at the end of this month, coming month, I should say, April. But, you know, they've been affected as well in regards to uh, the way that they're dealing with their free agent uh, period and everything, uh, you know, people, you know, examining players and having doctors see people and stuff like that is harder for them to do. But anyway. But like I say, everything's just about everything major has been wiped out, and, and what hasn't been wiped out has been severely, severely debilitated. If you're a wrestling fan, this week uh, WrestleMania WWE is putting on their show in front of no fans at their performance center in Florida, instead of putting it on in front of. 70, 80,000 people as planned in, in the football stadium in Tampa Bay. That was the original plan, of course. You know, WrestleMania is typically in front in these large stadiums and everything and with thousands and thousands of people. But, you know, you can't even have 10 people really in a gathering nowadays. So, you know, this is, like I said, this is the brave new world right now. This is the period of transition that we're going through that we're just trying to keep people alive right now because this virus would love to see a gathering of 70,000 people if it could. It would you know, test some shit up if it had something like that available to it. We just can't provide it. You know, We can't provide those sorts of things right now if we want to keep people alive. But uh, you know, getting back to the segment, me and Chris... Uh, basically, in that first moment of realization that everything is about to change, and a lot, you know, a lot of what we know typically as sports fans and as, uh, you know, uh, consumers of entertainment, you know, is about the about to change. You know, we really just go from there and talk about what we uh how we're dealing with things how we're dealing with things that we plan to deal with things and a lot <clears throat> you know a lot hasn't nothing really has changed like I said, everything is on pause you know even though it's been a couple weeks since uh, we've recorded this so uh i've been 
because I would have liked to have put this out sooner. I should have, but you know, just uh, I said nothing really has changed in that time since the 12th. So uh, I think you can still listen to this and really in uh, being that we were able to see, you know, foresee quite a bit that that was coming and, and understand the stakes that were at hand, especially in regards to sports. You know, this uh, still feels pretty fresh. It should feel pretty fresh and sound pretty fresh as you listen to it. So, hope you enjoy this segment. Like I say, this is not so much of the, uh, not so much to take you away as the last segment would, but, you know, uh, just uh, if you enjoy me or Chris, you know, I think you'll enjoy this segment. And I uh, hope you, uh, you know, like I say, let us know which, how you feel about everything that we do with uh, Regal Radio. We are RegalRadio.com. And, uh, you know, uh, share share our stuff if you like it. Give us a good rating on, a uh, five-star rating, I should say, just not a good, not a good rating, the perfect rating if you can on, on uh, Apple Podcasts or any other place you can rate us and uh yeah just follow us too on social media we are Eagle radio that's how you can find us on ig twitter and uh facebook even too or or just regal radio on facebook but uh for now listen to me and chris talking about coronavirus and how the world's changing in the early days of this uh Outbreak, and uh, I'll highlight you after this. Like I said uh, earlier, tried to lighten it up a little bit with uh, some some of our talk about uh, hooping and everything, but uh, yeah, we're gonna get back into the whole discussion of coronavirus and how it's affecting sports and everything, and uh, you know just the way that it's really come like a flood and really washed away this whole season of sports that we got coming up in the in the immediate future. Uh, on the line with me, I got uh, a guy, one of my senior writers, but we are radio everything, man, Chris Pennant joining me once again. His first time, I think, on the War Report on this particular show. So, definitely, Chris, definitely. Do it, man. It's good. It's good to be on, man. It was a cold winter for all of us, and you know, uh, to put a damper on an already low situation with what we're going to talk about. But little mental health issues, especially when you have such an overcast, dark winter, kind of kept me off of things. But I'm trying to get back in that in the in the good rhythm, back on the grind. And it's good to see Sports on Chicago doing its thing, and it's good to see War doing its thing on Sports on Chicago. So I'm happy to be on. Yeah, definitely, man. Glad to have you, and uh, you know, definitely look forward to uh, you continuing to uh, contribute to this and every and everything else that we're doing. But uh, yeah, you know, you know, you speak about you know personally, you know how the winter was for you and everything, and. You know, I, I I was it was interesting this week in talking to you. Like I, I know it started out pretty well 
uh, with you know you being a Bradley Brave, uh, you know that that being your uh, your school that your alumni and uh, yes, sir, you know they went they they went went through the the Missouri Valley and won the conference, and you know they, they seem to be on their way to the tournament. But now we know that there's not going to be a tournament. Uh, NCAA tournament at all. So, just you know, starting from there, you know what, 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 what are your feelings about you know having, you know, we had so we had a lot of fun last year following them through your eyes, and uh, you know, I was looking forward to possibly doing that again this year, but that won't be the case. So, just from that perspective, that immediate perspective, what are your thoughts on uh, having on everything being ended in, in that way? You know, uh, on that on that micro level, at least, it sucks, man. It really does. Uh, it it sucks for me as an alumnus. You know, that being my alma mater, my school, and I and I ride with them. You know, uh, when I I wanted to go to USC coming out of high school, that was that was a good journalism program. I was really I was really hyped up with Pete Carroll's football teams. You know, I wanted to go to L.A., be as far away from home as possible, all that. But I, I remember I went for a visit to Bradley in Peoria, and the people there were really cool with me. Uh, they stayed overnight. And then I was a National Merit Scholar, National Achievement Scholar, and they treated those two the same. So basically, my first year of tuition was free. And I'll never forget sitting in that conference room out in Oak Brook, when the, the provost, I think it was, told my mom, yeah, we would be able to cover that first year of tuition. And you don't see your parents, you know, black parents, I, I think black children don't get to see their parents cry too much. But that was one of the moments that I saw my mom real, shed real tears probably the first time since I'd had a, a relative die when I was young. And so that's, that'll always be entrenched in my mind. So that's my school, you know. It wasn't easy, but school isn't supposed to be. And I had a lot of fun there being a basketball band. So that has been my school since I got there and forever. That's going to be when I'll ride with them come come spring. And it's not just the men's team. Like the men's team backed up last year's win. They, they had a, a couple of tough games that they lost this year. Uh, Loyola on the road, UNI twice. Uh, Northern Iowa is the, probably the best team in the conference, honestly. But Bradley got a couple of favorable bounces, but they also, they cemented themselves as, they, they didn't squeak through this year. They won three games handily. Drake, uh, Southern Illinois, or Southern Illinois Drake, and Valparaiso. And shout out to a tough Valparaiso team playing four games in four days. But the women's team, man, that's what I really feel for in this. They had such a great season. They won 22 games. That's the most in school history. They had three first-team all-conference selections. Uh, Gabby Hawk, Chelsea Brackman, and Laisha, Laisha Petrie out of Detroit. And that's such a fun team to watch, man. They, Bradley was – or sorry, the Missouri Valley was going to have three teams in the women's tournament, no doubt, because Bradley was going to make it as a low seed. Missouri State was ranked in the 20s in the AP, in the AP Top 25. And Drake had a good team. They were ranked last year. They were in the tournament last year along with Missouri State. So the women's team didn't even get a chance to play for that conference title. And that's who I really feel for it because they were an underdog even with all the, the play that they had this year and the way that Coach Gorski coached that team. 
But I was really looking forward to seeing if they could surprise some people and win that conference tournament and, and get to and get to the uh, the women's the women's tournament because people were looking at them as like I said a 15 seed, but if they had won that tournament, who knows where they end up? So it's a real shame for both sides. I'm glad that the men won the conference title because that's a back to back win, and nobody can ever take that away. But it would have been a lot of fun to see both of those teams put in work in uh, in a couple of weeks. Wow, it, I'm glad. And that, that's another reason why I want to get you on to talk about this stuff in particular because, you know, you, you are a guy who honestly enjoys both men's and women's basketball. And, you know, I say everything's worked out. Both sides, women's and men's tournaments are out. And widen the scope, to, or at least in the regional perspective, you know, I didn't know that Bradley was doing so good. So, you know, you had that team. But also here in Chicago, you had the Paul yep. just Big East Women's Tournament. You had Northwestern, who unfortunately bowed out of the Big Ten, but they were looked like on their way to the tournament as well. And it's just you know you had Notre Dame just mm-hmm. across the way, typically a national contender. So it's it's just like it's like I like I said this was a I mentioned this as a, as a flood. It's like. There's thousands, there's really thousands of stories that we could pick apart, like from the from the athletes themselves to alumnus like yourself, the, the story that you just gave about you know being a, a, accepting yourself to Bradley and you know what that meant to you and your family and the way that our schools and the decisions that we made to and, the way that our schools connect ourselves and have such a, such a role in our lives, like it, 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 all of that goes into March Madness, I think, and I think that's why, you know, when I heard that, it, it, it seemed like it was going to be expected, but when I heard that officially the tournaments the, were going to be ended, like I think that's when it really hit me that like this is going to be a complete game changers in regards to what we're going through right now. And, uh, you know, just I want to get your thoughts on, you know, what was it over the past maybe day or so, you know, when was it that you really sat back and was like, when you heard something was going was on and was like, wow, this is really going to be different? I mean, I've been trying to follow it uh, from the, from outside the sports perspective uh, solely that, but I'm such, you know, you and you and I, we're such sports fans that we can't help it. And and if you're out somewhere, like the gym, like I've been going to the gym a good amount. Typically, they're going to have a radio or the TV tuned to ESPN or Fox Sports One, so you're going to see a lot of the sports updates. And I think, honestly, when the NBA canceled, when the NBA said they were suspending operations, and uh, Rudy Gobert had tested positive for the for COVID-19 COVID or coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. I think that was the really big moment. It's, I didn't react strongly, but I, was, I can still say I was very surprised because it's, 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 so, it's so unexpected. A major professional sports league suspending operations, and you think about that. Really, really think about that. Outside of labor strikes, the last time that 
a major professional sports league suspended. Um, I think a spring training was canceled for Hurricane Andrew in 92. I'm pretty sure, unless that was a late season, unless that was in September. I think actually, no, that, I'm sorry. That was, I'm fairly sure that was September. But I do remember that the White Sox had canceled spring training for a tropical storm. And that's how they ended up moving to Arizona. That might have been 96. But outside of that, in the last 100, 150 years, typically leagues only suspend operations for world wars. Like, and baseball even played through that. They got replaced. You know, they got high school guys up in the 40s, right? Yeah. So so it, it really cemented to me, not just that this was a big deal, because the news did their job, media did the right thing, and they kept reporting on this story, and they kept letting us know, hey, this is spreading, because this has been going on since December last year in, uh, when it started in China. They kept letting us know, hey, this is spreading. Hey, this is on this cruise ship. This is dangerous. People are stuck out here. They're, they're, people are falling very ill. But that was really the big, I think that was really the big thing because for us, uh, there's, there's certain things that we expect to continue even in times of crisis. In Chicago, we expect the buses and the trains to run and for the sports teams to play and for, you know, like the restaurants to be open, stuff like that, if it's not a holiday. And so now a lot of that stuff is in jeopardy. I'm, I'm working from home until, until we hear otherwise. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be working from home in my job, but the the, the NBA suspending and and MLB and NHL following suit and the tournament I think really the tournament being canceled was probably the the biggest shock just because you figure that NCAA is gonna try and get as much money as they can, and you know they up until today they were still saying well we're gonna play it out we're just gonna play with empty arenas and maybe move it to smaller venues, but the NBA suspending and the NCAA canceling the tournament was really the the moment where I was like, yeah, we got to really be careful out here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wednesday was a trip and hearing all that stuff back to back about, you know, and, you know jazz and the jazz and the game. Like, all that happened like in one hour. Right. And it, was, I, it really did. I, yeah. I, I think, I, I I sort of played that off a little bit though because I you know I I I still have faith that the NBA will and, and the NHL for that matter will at least end their seasons. I think the finality of the college tournaments just being lopped off that sort of you know gave me another different feeling today. And you know it, it's it's just cr- like you said. Sports really just lets sports just finds a way through everything, mm-hmm. no matter what we're going through. And, and you know, when we look at when we look back on 2020, now we're going to look back on a lot of things that we have come to accept as constants in our lives haven't been stopped for at least a year. Like, you won't see an NCAA champion and in the in the, in the final four, we won't in men's or women. We won't see uh, in, here in 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 state of Illinois. We won't see uh, a men's uh, a boys, I should say, uh, state champion for the. And, and I think I looked that up on uh, Sun Times reported that's been the first time since 1908. Wow! <laughs> so it's like 
it's amazing. This like what this next month that or really two months are gonna be like. You know, baseball. I you know. I think baseball started was was scheduling this start entirely too early anyway. Yeah, they're going but, like end of March. Yeah. But they may, you know, we may not get a live sporting event here in Chicago until May. Because you know, that's what uh, Pritzker just said on, uh, earlier today, that they, you know, they if, if there's anything that happens before May, it's not going to be with any uh, any crap. Right, yeah, they wanted, so, they wanted everybody to hold off until May 1st. That's right. Yeah, so that, I mean, this all that, and and I and and uh, to bring it back to you, uh, I know U.S. U.S. said before uh, when I was trying to get you on, you know, because you're in the, in the roller derby, right? That didn't that didn't get canceled because of uh, what's going on. Right? No, it, you said it did. Yeah, no, um, a lot of leagues around the world are taking precautions. So the thing about roller derby is that it's it's still amateur, like completely amateur, volunteer run. You know, some people are sponsored. Like, remember, you're playing Tony Hawk and you get sponsored by a skate shop. So some skaters and some leagues get sponsored. But the majority of it, everybody's putting in their own money and putting in their own time. So uh, there's a, a spreadsheet that went up and there's leagues all – there's leagues like a, a team – is composed of a bunch of different people. Like a, a league is composed of a few different teams, but it's all the same thing. Like uh, kind of like Real Madrid has soccer and basketball and water polo like that. So okay. all the leagues in China have suspended operations. Um, uh, most of the leagues in Europe are doing the same thing. Uh, the state in the states in the in the states and the cities in the U.S., Michigan and Ohio and in Seattle, they're, they're suspending operations and they've canceled their upcoming events. And the, it's kind of a, an odd system of how you play. So the top teams schedule games with each other, kind of similar to college football, where you have that strength of schedule ranking and you want to play those teams who are good enough, either that you can have a good game against them or bad enough that you are almost assured to beat them. And typically in roller derby, it's you want to play the really good teams around your ranking so you can keep your ranking. So they schedule their own games. And a lot of teams play these teams at tournaments. And so there's a tournament that was supposed to go off in Boston this weekend, and that got canceled. Uh, I think there's a tournament that's out uh, West Coast that they're either canceling that or postponing it. And there's a big tournament that goes off in Portland every every year. And I think that's early May. And there's, there's some concern over that. So a lot of teams and our, our game that we were going to have next next Saturday um, at Whitty City Fieldhouse, that just, got, that just got canceled too. And that's the team that I coach. So, yeah, things are definitely changing um, for us too. Just And I think it's good because I, they're proactive. They're more proactively concerned but they can afford to be, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. I love roller derby, but there's not a lot of money in the grand scheme that I think leagues are making. And so it's, it's almost like NCAA in the same way. They really should, we really should be proactive because it, it wouldn't benefit anybody if somebody gets sick. So not only can they not play, but they can't work. And the money that they get from working is the money that goes into roller derby and equipment and things like that. So it's better to cancel this stuff 
than to get sick just for the sake of doing it. And then the future, your you know, if your, your future is a skater and your league's future is in jeopardy because everybody's come down with this illness. Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, I think it's at home again in the way that so many ways that we that we choose to spend our time to to uh pet you know to to pass the time and have fun uh, is going to be affected as well. You know, it's, uh, beyond just sitting back and watching was watching these games that are going to be on TV. You know, these you know softball tournaments that uh, or, or leagues I should say that right. were, that were playing kick in the weeks ahead, and you know, concerts like I was I was uh, planning to go to Thundercat on Sunday. That's probably not going to mm-hmm. happen. Like you, know, you can't. Essentially, we can't if you have more than two hundred people at an event now. Uh, that's probably going to be canceled in the next couple of months. So it's like, you know, with that number in particular, with that affect uh, most roller derby events in, in um about probably about that two hundred fifty mark. I know that they they said that those should be postponed. So the game that we were going to have next week was probably going to draw about two hundred fifty, maybe three hundred, maybe a little bit more, because Windy City Fieldhouse can fit a good amount of people, and there's always people there for other stuff, even while games are going on, because they've got that facility with like the basketball courts. And then you can take the other court and we set up our thing. And then they got like the, the turf for indoor soccer and stuff like that. But um, those tournaments, we're going to get at least a couple of thousand people um, go, coming in sure. and out. And so that's, it's a big deal. Like that, the tournament out in Boston, that lobster roll is what they call it. People are really, people are really down about that. That's been going on for a number of years. There's a lot of good teams in, in the Northeast that go. There's a good amount of teams that, uh, travel to get there and I, I'm an announcer you know that's a lot of like I said everybody's paying their own way so this is a lot of travel that may or may not get refunded for people who have to cancel flights and cancel trips and things like that so it's it, like I said it's people being proactive and um, you, even if it would be around like the city 250 we advise that you postpone this rather than the 1000, like we're going to break this up by any means necessary. It's still, uh, it's still, it's still dangerous. Like we've seen, right. It's still dangerous because so many right. people can catch this so easily, evidently. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, when it comes down to it, that's the overall perspective that you have is, you know, beyond the fact that, you know, we're going to miss out on a lot of entertainment and, miss out on a lot of things that we come to, uh, you know, uh, accept as constants at this time of year. We, we want to, you know, these uh, health officials and everything, they know more than right, us. Right, exactly. They're really, really trying to squelch this thing before, you know, and, and keep, uh, our, keep our country from being shut down like in Italy or, or China. You know, you, know, we, you know, we would hate to have that happen and have more people, uh, you know, uh, exposed to this, and to have people who are elderly and such be at risk of dying because of it. So, in the end, you know, you just got accepted, and you know, uh, this is just another, uh, you know, kind of wild time in history that we're going through. But you know, we, like I say, hopefully everything will work out, and 
you know, whether whether we look back on it and it's like we, we may have over overreacted, you know, it's sort of better than the other options that have evolved not being you know, digital, digital, you know, yeah. If you think back 100 years, uh, a little over 100 years in 1916, there was that epidemic of Spanish flu, the influenza. And that, you know, that right. like, nearly crippled the world's population at that time. And I'm not saying that we're doing things better or worse. I haven't looked into it that much to say that. But at the very least, we have our communication and our ability to react to things on a worldwide scale is much more advanced. So we might as well take the precautions, like you said, to make sure it doesn't spread and doesn't get out of control. Yeah, that, and the way that, you know, travel has been, you know, travel has advanced itself in, in the century since, you know, like a lot of people have moved around with this right. And the way that illness is going and, so many people being able to carry it and not know, at least immediately, you know, it makes it puts it at a particular level of danger that uh you know that unknown that's out there that we you know we all gotta react to. So, you know, it, it's a trip, man. And you know, like I said, just wish the, the best for people out there and you know, hopefully uh, you know everybody take care of themselves and keep them hands clean and, and everything. Don't be touching those people. Like like D says, keep your hands <laughs> But uh, I guess before I let you go, though, man, I, I guess to bring it back to a, a little lighter level, I guess since since there won't be so many games to watch and stuff over the next couple months, but uh, I, I know you got to have a couple shows or something that you uh, that you're ready to binge the hell out of over the next few weeks. Well, shout out to my friend Sarah in Milwaukee for letting us get the HBO Go password over here because I have been behind on Insecure for about two years now, and I'm finally catching up on that. So, hell yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm ready to finish that off because that next season, is it's, it's just a good show, you know. Like, I'm, I'm way behind and I want to catch yeah. up. Outside of that, um... I'm boring, man. I keep watching the same, like my guy, DJ Michi Meech, who does the NBA voiceovers. I just keep watching his compilations on YouTube. And um, it, the TV shows that are out right now, uh, the Star Trek stuff, I would like to watch that, but I don't want to pay for CBS access. So maybe, maybe, yes. maybe diving into Westworld. I don't know. You know, uh, other than that, watching some movies when the weather gets good, going out to the park. But yeah, man, just just those couple things and trying to stay up on this writing thing. To maybe, maybe who knows what we'll do right now, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe, yeah, maybe we will do some more writing. You know, right? But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Westworld because uh, I I've seen what, how they just flipped the show this next season, so I want to be able to catch up with that and. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to the Fargo season with oh, Okay. Guy. I didn't even know he was on Wow. Yeah, you, you no, didn't I, I have not heard about Fargo in a in a in a year or two, I think. So I, I have no concept of what's going on on that show. Yeah, he he's he's gonna be a crime boss in uh like nineteen fifties Kansas City and he's worn with a, a Wow. Family. 
Yeah, that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty dope. Yeah, so that that's gonna be coming up. Like FX says, just uh, uh, like I said, it's secure. I've caught up with it secure. I may just watch back the the last season again. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good on uh on the shows uh uh right now. And and but if you mentioned movies, though. See the movies, a lot of the movies are getting pushed back now too. Like the Quiet Place got pushed back. And yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so it's it's. I'm hoping that's not affected too much in the next couple months. Either, but that's the other two right there that I wanted to see. That was planning on seeing movie too. But yeah, yeah. But like, one time outside, I think. Yeah, I got to do it. You know, it's it's funny. I think um, I've been really trying to stay on my gym routine, especially after I, I was like I said that that winter kind of threw me off. But now I've been really trying to get back on it and go every every day, every couple of days since it's a three day a week program. And I was thinking last night they were saying, you know, make sure you spray and disinfect all the surfaces you touch. That's so much stuff in there that you touch. That's one you don't think about, and two, it's just so easy to spread stuff at the gym. Not even because people are coughing, people are just secreting bodily fluids, and even if you don't think you're sick, you might be sick and all that. So I'm wondering if these gyms are going to close like LA fitness and planet fitness and export and lifetime and all that. I wonder if they're going to shut down for a while. Yeah, that'd be wild. And see, the thing about that is, you know, keeping yourself healthy and working out and stuff that helps. you. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's a two thing right there. So, it's 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 like a world entering there now. That's another thing that I think we're going to, have to keep up with. You know, just how much are things going to change even after we get through this? Like, will it be will keeping ourselves clean to a certain degree, keeping our hands clean at least, our exposed skin? How much of a of a how much would that be uh, emboldened upon people was you know, in, in going to any event going forward, like going to any type of gathering? Like, would it just be big old? Would they just be giving out hand sanitizers at every NBA game going forward? Well, I, I don't know. It's it's, it's gonna be kind of wild, but uh, we'll see though. But uh, yeah. But thanks, man. I just wanna uh, thank you for. for you know, joining me and helping me sort through a couple things here, man. And like I said, appreciate you uh, getting on the show. And, uh, you know, let people know how they can get in contact with you or just follow what you're doing. I know you, you're uh, you you're doing the, uh, the Sky yep. podcast again. Uh, so check me on Twitter, as always, uh, at Quandary Kitten. That's K-W-A-N. D-A-R-Y Kitten on Twitter. I'm also doing the Skyhook podcast, as you said, uh, with James K. So follow that at Skyhookin or this, uh, the Skyhookin podcast. We'll be putting out another episode soon, hopefully. I hope. Uh, big ups to James, man. He's been working really hard at uh, the Wednesday Journal with uh, in Oak Park. And I hope that, man, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a young dude trying to make his money in this journalism sports, sports writing game. And I hope his bread is all right. 
but I want to get to do some more podcasts with him. He's great to have. So look out for those coming soon as the WNBA season uh, gets back on track, hopefully after things calm down. And my email is on my Twitter in case you want to send some hate or some love. Uh, but those are the places to find me. Like I say, I'm not cool enough for Instagram or your Snapchat. So Twitter is the spot to look to get at me. Quandary Kitten. So that's right. Chris is a good follow on, on Twitter, definitely. So follow him. And uh, it, it, just right quick, uh, as a it, there's still some time for the WNBA. So there hasn't been any reports out about them delaying this season or anything yet, has it? Yeah. No, uh, I don't think so. I know that they're looking at it. Madeline Kenny in the Sun-Times, she uh, posted, I think reposted a statement that the league put out that they're monitoring the situation right now. So basically what a lot of professional sports leagues were saying a couple of days ago, that they're monitoring the, the situation. They're in contact with health professionals, either within the league or without. But training camp doesn't really start until April. And uh, the first preseason games, I think, are at the end of April. So it depends, you know, if those if they want to push back preseason and training camp, then that might be a consideration. But depending on how things go in East Asia and uh, with the Olympics, because that was going to break up the season, what happens if the Olympics gets canceled and the WNBA season goes on as normal? And I then everybody was preparing for this Olympic break and all the ex, the extra training camps that the team USA players were going through both the ones in the five on five and the three on three. So it's going to be really interesting if, if the Olympics gets canceled or if the season gets delayed and the Olympics doesn't get canceled, it's going to be kind of like last year where they had to maneuver around all the stars getting hurt. It's going to be a really interesting season. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. It's, it seems like we're going to be dealing with effects of what's happened in the last couple of days. We're going to be dealing with them at least through the remainder of the year. So there's uh, going to be a lot to digest going forward. But uh, yeah, th- once again, though, thanks for helping me start digesting it, Chris, man. And uh, I said, hope you, hope you do well and, uh, you know, do. Uh, make good use of your time and everything. Of course, man. Thank you for having me on, Kyle. Appreciate it. No doubt. No doubt. Chris Pennant, one of our main guys, our senior writer for WeAreRegalRadio.com and it's a, a general man about town and a, a man of uh, respect on the world report. So uh, definitely you'll hear from him more uh, in the future. So uh, that's it for now. Uh, we'll be back to close out this episode right after this. All right. Well, uh, this is Kyle Means one more time here with our Corona quarantine special. And um, I ain't going to speak much here. You know, I've already spoken enough. But I uh, just want to say, uh, you know, thanks for listening. You know, uh, like I say, stay strong out there. Be safe. Be smart. Take care of yourself. Take care of others as much as you can. 
and uh you know check in on others man check in on on those loved ones that you got and people you care about man especially the ones who are you know a little older a little you know can't you know do for self as much you know try to find some way to help out if you can you know uh, i think uh you know it's always great good to live with purpose and uh you know try to help out in, in these times of need you know and uh, i'm definitely gonna try to do that more myself as we get uh further and further into this whole thing and um you know they say just uh you know, keep up with us here we are regal radio war media we gonna try to do some more stuff uh to, you know uh help make uh help pass the time uh inform and educate and entertain just like we always do uh probably be just, we'll probably be joining in on the ig live stuff just like everybody else but know do our own twist to it and of course uh definitely more recordings here on anchor and uh you know just uh like i say just keep up with us and uh you know if you like like what we do shout us out you know show us love and we'll show it right back as always you know we need more love than ever right now more support and more more everything man you know i say hope y'all uh do Hope y'all are feeling all right. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, stay low and keep building. <laughs> That's all we could do right now. Just keep building. Keep, uh, keep ourselves ready for that brighter day ahead. All right. Corona lockdown quarantine special here. Kyle Means. Hope you enjoyed our talks. Hope you got some ideas for me and uh and uh, Chris about how to pass the time remaining. And uh hey uh, we got the uh I got I think I'm I got a little something I'm gonna put out actually on the site too to help uh you know uh you know, you know some of my top picks about of, of things to watch and stuff coming up in the next month. Definitely the top of that list is the Chicago Bulls the Big Ten part documentary 30 for 30 that's coming up they uh, you know, moved up from June to April we're starting out April 19th definitely some good news there that's come out this week on ESPN that's, uh, I definitely appreciate that and uh, you know, I got some other stuff too that I'm thinking about I, I actually mentioned a couple of them with Chris, but I'm going uh, to uh, put some more down on the website. So, you know, some recommendations of uh, up to upcoming media. That, uh, it seems like some good stuff is coming out in the next month, you know, on the streaming sites and stuff and HBO and you know, otherwise. So definitely check that out coming up soon. Josh Hicks has got a nice piece coming out. He's t- spoke to an expert uh, regarding... Um, Know, dealing with uh, everything that's going on now, dealing with uh, athletes, dealing with that type of stuff, you know, uh, being, you know, set down and, you know, all of a sudden having all this being shut down and, you know, 
uh, agitation and stuff that comes with that, you know, uh, it's a pretty good piece and that uh, you'll be able to read that soon, uh, actually this week as well on the site. And uh, some more stuff too. Uh, Sid, Sid Brown got a piece uh, counting down the all-time great facial dunks. <laughs> so uh, you know, that should be uh, that should be some fun there. Uh, NBA uh, facial dunks. Is, uh, you know, I guess this was going through his head right now. So hey, you know, that's what's up. You know, like I say anything that gets you going, that gets you to. Uh, past the time and get your mind off of things you know i'm for that you know and uh, definitely Sid is you know he's our resident uh historian uh sports historian so i'm sure he's been having a pretty good time actually uh with all the the classic sports uh broadcast that have been uh permeating through the airwaves you know given that the current sports are shut down so you know, you get a little taste of what he's been liking in in that list, and uh, you know, we'll uh, you'll see that again on the site uh, real soon. So, uh, you know, check that out, and uh, you know, check check back on Anchor War on Anchor for more upcoming uh, you know dispatches from this new world that we're going that we're establishing for ourselves. All right, Kyle means signing off peace and love y'all